hope you're doing fine. Today's episode is really close to my heart because uh, it is related to an event or rather a tragedy in of sorts that happened in the state of West Bengal where I live a couple of months back. The human tragedy was Cyclone Namphan which destroyed and devastated many lives and you must have seen TV footage of the scenes of damage that the cyclone has done to lives and livelihoods all over the state but amid the, these these scenes of devastation i also came across some stories of some good samaritans in the city who came up and did their bit to make lives a little better and i'm really privileged to have one of them on my show today Hi, I let you introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Sanjeena Gupta and I am the founder of an organization called the Rangeen Khidki Foundation. Uh, we are based out of Calcutta and uh, we basically work in the space of gender, sexuality and reproductive health rights. we are a very small team uh, over here working in calcutta and uh, rural bengal we work with young people we work with uh, people from different gender and sexual identities and we try to uh, talk about sexual and reproductive health rights as well as gender in our uh, ongoing work we primarily um, support organizations in developing uh, projects and implementing them we also support organizations in delivering capacity building uh, trainings and workshops around gender and sexuality and we are also um, posh consultants which is prevention of sexual harassment at workplace and yeah we try to work in the intersection of gender race class caste and uh, sexuality identity and all of that so that's about us uh, individually i've been working in the social development space for over 6 years now and i am also um, a sustainable menstruator which is why rangin khidki as an organization also promotes and works around sustainable menstruation uh, i'm really happy to be a part of this initiative today and i really hope that we have a fruitful conversation in the next few minutes Sanjana like me uh, you also happened to be in Kolkata when cyclone Amphan hit the city so i would really like to know what you felt i know what i felt but i'd really like to know your own personal experience um so on 20th may a uh, super cyclone amphan hit west bengal and kolkata was also badly hit along with so many other districts and i stay in a high rise and this was the first time i experienced a cyclone of such intensity uh it was very very scary uh the building was moving i mean it's it's some engineering that is that is supposed to make the building more resilient and it was super super scary because the moving building was making me feel giddy and at the same time our group residential group whatsapp uh 
you know a chat was filled with uh, people stories of how their windows have been blown away their windows have broken the false ceilings have uh, come down fallen off there was water a lot of people experienced water logging inside the apartment through the window uh, there is a small utility area that most apartments have where the ac ledge and all of that is placed uh, people have put on had put on pictures on the group where it showed uh, you know it was completely in water submerged in water and it was so scary because uh, we were just sort of thinking that with the, with the cyclone going on for almost uh, i don't know 10 11 hours it felt like oh my god I, i don't know when will my window break how i don't know how long will it endure uh, so it was a super super scary experience also uh, i was at the same time thinking of my uh, domestic health Uh, both of them i know live in a very uh, secluded area or towards the like you know outside of the city and i knew that they did not have a very strong pakka house uh, concrete house and i was very worried about them and i just i remember i just silently prayed for everybody's well being and i think i started doodling Uh, on my notebook to kind of deal with the anxiety because it was making me very very anxious uh, and and it's almost like we are in this together but we still don't know if we are going to come out safe so that was a very big big challenge uh, and it was super scary thank you so much sanjana for sharing that i can completely relate to what you're saying and those feelings that you shared and now i would really like to know more about your work and delve a bit deeper so you were already doing covid response work with a lot of partners now how and when did you decide to start doing post from amfan relief work i would really like to know about that you know that journey or that shift uh we started our amfan work as um a continuation of the ongoing work we were doing for covid relief so this all started in march when the lockdown was imposed uh, unconditional lockdown in the country and we saw a lot of organizations and a lot of um civil body organ civil body associations and also individual initiatives citizen led initiatives coming forward to look into the whole uh, relief work space for uh, areas which has been badly impacted because of lockdown uh, among communities vulnerable communities and we also try to understand that uh, what is happening with uh, availability of sanitary napkins or menstrual health products because most work that we were seeing around uh, the covid relief was mostly focused on food and uh, you know sanitizers and masks and those kind of stuff but i also realized that when i spoke to such an initiative i mean 
some initiatives which are which uh, i know very closely that uh, it did not strike them that disposable or reusable sanitary products menstrual products are also important and the fact that periods do not stop for the pandemic or in the time of any sort of crisis um, and that's how we started our work we uh, started petitioning on change.org we started writing letters to the government of west bengal uh, asking them to subsidize the costs of uh, disposable sanitary napkins uh, as well as make it available not just in pharmaceuticals or local grocery stores but also in the anganwadi centers and the which is the icda centers and the pds uh, public distribution uh, ration shops uh, fair price shops and uh, yeah and while we were doing that we also realized that uh, the government is unable to respond because of some other constraints or maybe they don't want to uh, you know look at this angle as of now and we didn't want to kind of sit and just uh, watch things unfold and we decided to be on the field and we started a fundraiser on milap a crowdfunding platform and started raising the funds through friends and family one thing led to another and we got a lot of support we tied up with kolkata police and many other partners to do this and in between this we were Uh, we were hit by amphan and i realized that this is just an additional hurdle for so many uh, menstruators so many women young girls who are not only now experiencing the pain of lockdown the threat of covid but also lost homes and lost livelihoods as a result of the destruction of amphan and that's how it all started i mean it kind of continued and it was a very organic uh, process so yeah that's how we started uh, rather continued our work and we are still sort of continuing it with it Sanjana how is it now working as a humanitarian actor post a super cyclone and i would really like to know what you are seeing on the field and how long do you think it will take for communities affected by uh, amphan to recover so in the initial uh, work that we were doing for covid relief we were not on the field because we didn't find it a necessity to be on the field uh, we felt that with collaborations and partnerships we could have we could reach the ground and uh, also we were mindful of the government regulations and uh, lockdown impositions and all of that but with amphan we had to sort of uh, step in because we got a little more funding from our very generous donor and who wanted us to also look into some uh, distribution of dry ration along with the sanitary uh, pads and uh, cloth pads what we were giving out and we decided to take it up um and we partnered with another two ground partners and we decided that we have to kind of now go and you know start um analyzing and also for documentation purposes and this is how it actually started and one thing led to another and honestly um it has not been the best of experience in the sense that uh the roads were not great because of the cyclone impact uh, most communities that i have visited uh 
are have been in a very pathetic condition with livelihoods uh, livelihoods option uh, being affected for example cattle being dead fish farms destroyed because of the water uh, salinized water and also the rain water apparently with fish farms with such uh, horrendous storm uh, the fi- even if the fish is in the water they cannot survive because it also impacts the quality of the water during the storm and since the storm was such a uh, long uh, was going on for such a long period of time from 2 o'clock to 11th 2 p.m in the afternoon to 11:30 at night almost uh, that sort of destroyed the fish farms a lot of villages are still submerged as we talk but uh, luckily the ones that i have visited were uh, a little better uh, houses have blown away like the roofs have been blown away uh, electricity poles have been uh, destroyed uh, there are a lot of villages which even um, till last week did not have electricity and uh, these are all villages which are still connected with motorable roads i could not go to areas which you have to other than one place uh, where you have to kind of take a ferry or a jetty uh, to reach right where you have to use the waters to you know cross over the river to go there or to cross over the delta uh, so i can just imagine uh, what the situation i mean i can just not imagine actually what the situation is like and i think the worst hit is always women and children always and minorities including uh, uh, religious minorities disabled bodies are always the worst hit in these situations and it is very very triggering it is emo- it is very emotionally taxing to be in such places even when you go for work and um, also i feel it is important at that time to prioritize and contextualize uh, on behalf of the community for the, towards you know the work that you have been doing and um, with women i for example it's a very very uh, personally triggering story where i i could uh, almost i didn't witness but yeah i was there in the in the, in, the, in this particular village while uh, which has been completely blown away completely like there are only few structures which is standing still uh, concrete structures like school and uh, some other government building like the panchayat building actually the other stuff i could from very far uh, someone this one uncle pointed out that you know th- that that used to be my house and now i you can't see anything of that house other than the roof because the entire house is submerged we were standing in front of a field which was submerged in water and those that was salinized water that has come from the sea and yeah the, i mean i think always the women and children are the worst affected in terms of security in terms of safety in terms of uh access to services products it's always uh people of this sort who are affected the most because uh, especially the society has already con- created disabling conditions for them and an external uh, natural calamity uh, a pandemic 
always adds to that and i also feel that most relief initiatives are led by able body cis men which does not help them identify with the challenges of uh, disabled bodies minorities caste class minorities gender minorities and i don't know the recovery time it's so difficult to say because infrastructurally the cyclone has taken us almost uh, taken us back by 5 years 10 years it, that's what the government estimates but with the lockdown continuing with the covid crisis continuing uh, every day with every day we are taking almost 10 steps back i mean we are going back by 10 steps so i really don't know what can be the recovering time and how things will pan out in the near future yeah that's really worrisome at so many levels i mean it it it's really something that we need to now think about more because with climate change such extreme weather events like cyclones will only increase right after um, amphan we had cyclone nisarga which hit the western coast and thankfully it didn't do so much of damage but still there was potential uh, so sanjana now that you have experience working during a pandemic and a cyclone as well Mm, what what do you see yourself doing in the next one year where would you like to do, go I, i just in a nutshell if you could share before we wrap up this incredible episode with you so this question is the most challenging part of uh, the future plans because we don't know how we are going to replan especially i think because of the pandemic uh, it's going to be a very very big challenge in the sense that most of our on ground work is affected we work we planned a lot of programs and we primarily also work with young adults so which means that we have to be in institutions like schools and colleges which is uh, supposed to remain shut for a very long period of time and even though the government is talking about opening things up in in the next two months but i'm not sure how far that will be possible and how safe that will be everything i think all programs uh, have suffered all organizations have suffered immensely in this period and therefore uh, because a lot of funding has already gone into uh, covid management covid crisis relief work and you know also cyclone relief work so that keeps us uh, that makes us makes it very difficult for us to uh, get sufficient funding even if we want to do a community based project and the second part is even if you're doing community based project the numbers are going to be very very limited because of the physical distancing norms and all other protocols so we are kind of redesigning and reworking on all of our programs and how we can shift most of our work online how we can uh, navigate uh through better uh, learning processes available online and you know continue to impact the community is something that we are still honestly um, thinking of and hopefully we will find a way so which is why uh, we started some courses some fellowships for uh, young uh, menstruators 
young uh, person so that they can engage with us they can be our uh, you know uh, supporters in the work that we do and continue to reach out to small communities if possible so yeah this is something that we are thinking of and we are also planning how we can also uh, think of uh, livelihood and gender and those along those lines for helping out so many communities in and around sundarbans also who are affected a because of the pandemic and b because of uh, the cyclone thank you so much sanjana for joining in as a guest and for everyone who is listening do check out sanjana's work at rangin kiki foundations facebook page instagram page and their website apart from this i would really like to apologize for being so lazy the gap has been a lot since the last episode but in the meantime i've tr- been trying to work out on the techno- technology aspect of uh, hosting a podcast and, and also trying to learn some audio editing tricks and stuff so i'm still learning it's a it's a really fun journey i love i love a bit of tinkering with the editing software uh, so yeah i'm re- really looking forward to hosting more episodes and also working single handedly on the editing part putting on the music so it's yeah it's a, it's quite a journey thank you so much for being with me and i hope you all are you know keeping well mentally and physically till the next time we hear each other uh, take care and bye